Welcome to Doors of Perception. Here we discuss a multitude of topics, mostly woo or woo adjacent, and we do it in the only way we know how, through the doors of our own perspective. As these are our own opinions, the beliefs, ideals, and thoughts discussed here are that of our own, and those are allowed to change and evolve as we do. We're glad to have you listen along. Hello, this is Doors of Perception, and we are talking with Sarah Fournette today. And Jess, Shauna has other engagements, but me and Jess, Sarah Brown, Hello. and Jess are here. And Sarah Fournette. <laughs> Hello. So this energy has been a little... Uh, intense <laughs> how have you been faring Sarah I feel really creative in this energy like I'm like loving it I was going into like a a depression um like a week ago and just kind of like blah and uh I don't know kind of down and then it's like the energy just shifted like four or five days ago. And I just was like, I don't know. I've been all creative and I have more energy now. I feel it's, it's treating me great. <laughs> That's straight going into Leo season. Absolutely. Yeah. That's what I was thinking too. From just leaving cancer. cancer season into Leo season. I felt yeah. that shift too about last week that it was like, I didn't even really realize how emotional cancer season was until it was like, we shifted into Leo and I'm like, Oh, this is what happiness is. Uh, you know, <laughs> I'm like, I forgot what this was like, yeah. <laughs> but also me too, just like in that big, uh, creative energy. And then basically today I had the roll like the rug pulled out from underneath me but <laughs> so far Leo season has been treating me all right yeah. yeah and it's just going into that like feeling confident enough in yourself and like where where you're at and like a, a level of safety safety so you can feel that confident in yourself and like whatever you're you want to do whatever you <clears throat> like whatever art you want to do whatever creative endeavors you want to do whatever um whatever career uh pushes you want to make like that that's the time for it is like a fire season because otherwise i personally i feel very 
not stable in water energy and much more stable in fire energy, much more able to push through things. Yeah. Yeah. Cancer season was shit for me. Like I was like the whole time. I mean, it was like right at the beginning. I remember being like, fuck cancer season. Like, cause it's just, and you know, like I feel the energies of things in my body a lot. Like it causes chronic pain, pain, fair, I can't talk chronic pain flare ups. And, um, just like, it'll make my body feel super heavy. Um, and then I get emotional sometimes and I, and I'm just like doing the bare minimum, like, okay, I have, you know, an almost five month old, like, I just need to make sure that he gets a bottle when he needs it. And he takes it. And like, that's all that I have the energy for in this kind of, you know, so now with the Leo season, so like, I'm great. I'm, I'm finally about to start this podcast that I've been talking about for months, you know, and all creative. I have all these ideas getting downloads about personal stuff, you know, but yeah, I'm loving it. I'm excited to listen. Um, we talked about, touched on a little bit before, like kind of how uh, self-care looks different when you're in different, like I have a friend that calls them energetic seasons. Um, so when you're not, when you're kind of in that winter season for your energy, when you're in that like going within kind of energy your self-care is making sure your bare minimums are met like feeding and hygiene and things like that like you don't need to know you don't those are the things you need you have to do and to a certain degree brushing your teeth becomes optional if you're <laughs> if you're in it enough um but you're like, starting to shower every like third day instead yeah. of every other or every day creeping on mm -hmm. it like four days between you're like all right something's got to give <laughs> yeah you know like everybody has their own little like rules that they follow with hygiene like yeah if i haven't had a shower for over three days it's it's time it's time <laughs> um and so but then like when you're in that um that summer even the spring energy it's like you can go ahead and go above and beyond and kind of like prepare a little bit for for when you're not feeling as well too and they don't go yeah. in order on like the seasons unless you live in nebraska and then the seasons are just whatever they are. We have all four seasons in a week. Oh my God, seriously, we do that too. There's a running joke um, here and it's like, if you have to switch from the air conditioning to the heater and back to the air conditioning in the same day, like you might live in Alberta. <laughs> I literally did that this year. However, now my air conditioner is inoperable and it's a hundred degrees. So I totally feel that. And honestly, I'm like, I feel awful for anybody who lives above ground. Like I'm in a basement suite and we've been having a really bad uh, heat wave here as well. And there's fires in BC 
there's so much smoke in the air like you can't have the windows open um we have a very high senior citizen population here in Lethbridge and so um lots of them like lots of those places are on lockdown right now and like you can't like it the air quality is just bad like it's so hazy um I myself as a quote-unquote healthy adult am noticing it like my eyes are burning my throat is scratchy and I'm tired you know like it just it really does affect you and it's a it's quite wild when it lines up with shit kickers of energetic seasons as well (laughs) sometimes our guide teams have a really funny idea of uh, an ascension process (laughs) It's all good for something though, you know, like sometimes it's like, we're just called to rest, you know, like when I, I remember me and you talked about this months ago, Jess, and, and you were saying something, we were in chatting on Facebook and you said something about like, you know, you felt you needed to be doing certain things that day. And, and you were like, but I've been just like laying on my couch watching Netflix. And I'm like, just lay on your couch and watch Netflix then, you know what I mean? Like if you don't have the energy for something, you're probably just not supposed to. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I know this. I actually just love it. (laughs) I I honestly, it's funny because I've been like, I've been swapping back and forth. You know how I always ask my guy team, take me to night school when I go to sleep at night. And, and I always had rotated between four things and it was like, whatever school, two different types of school I was asking for, usually it would be like art school and something else and, or psychic school. Um, And then Um, I would also rotate between rest and play and just this morning. So haha, that's hilarious timing. But just this morning, I realized that I hadn't asked myself, like, I hadn't set the intention to just rest in quite a while. Rest is important. Rest is very important. Balance in all things. Sometimes I wish it was just easy to take my own advice. It's really easy to give advice. (laughs) (laughs) So easy to give advice. (laughs) Not for me. I don't like to give advice. I give offer encouragement, but I don't like to give advice because I already know that like I don't always take the advice. that I would give you oh god I always start with that and I'm just like well y'all I'm I'm an Aries like you can't expect me to do what I say (laughs) do as I say and not as I do exactly isn't that how our parents raised us (laughs) I prefer to like try and lead by example like show people like what they should be doing by example but like I'm not great at it i screw up all the time but i'm very willing to be like hey dude screwed up the thing not (laughs) surprised sorry trying to i'll try not to let it happen again like my boss even is like seriously like what's going on here what like why why are you telling me this I don't care I actually love that about you Sarah like that's something that I've been learning more and more like I definitely had a very closed off throat chakra from shame and guilt and stuff my entire life and and I wouldn't um really ever just admit like when I did something wrong even like some little tiny fuck up I'm like oh no no way Uh uh-uh 
as if I wouldn't do that, you know, and try and like play it off. And it's just like, even over the dumbest things, like, why not just be like, yo, I fucked up. Like, I'm so sorry. Dude, exactly. I, I was the same way, like for years, I didn't want to admit I was doing anything. Like, you know, I would like let shit be blamed on someone else and not like, man. And now it's like, it's an authenticity thing. Like if I don't like admit that, Hey, like I screwed this up or I was the one who did or whatever, then I, that eats at my soul, you know, like it makes me feel like, uh, shit, you know, like, I don't know. It's just, and it is, it's so much better. Usually it makes you feel like you're hiding something. You're being inauthentic. It's exactly what it is. Yeah. You're lying. Absolutely. And you're not in your full truth. You are pretending you're putting a mask on for somebody else's benefit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And when you just admit and own up to stuff, like people vibe with that anyways, they're like, oh no, it's cool. You know, like most people are like appreciative of that anyways. So it's so much better. Especially now, actually- like, you know, like that this big shift in energy, it just is like opening everybody's hearts up to being like, not only can I just tell you that I fucked up, but the person that you're telling is in that space of like receiving because like the collective is just shifting. And so we're just in this new space of being able to vocalize when things kind of go awry. And then the person that you're talking to, I wouldn't exactly say nine times out of 10, not yet, but we're getting there for the majority of the time, the person's like, no, you know what? It's totally all right. Let's just figure out a different way to reach the end result. Yeah. And it's much easier to fix something if you're not also trying to hide that there's a problem. Like even in relationships. Oh, yes. Or like when you were a kid and you would like lie to cover up a lie to cover up a lie. And then all of a sudden you were like drowning in the lie. And you're like, I don't even remember what was true. I wasn't great at lying as a kid either. So I was just like, this is what it is, guys. (laughs) But I, I I think it's, I lost my train of thought. It'll come back. Sorry, guys. Definitely my fault. I was interrupting you, so I apologize. No, we just reached that point in this podcast recording. It happens at least once every podcast, I think. (laughs) You know what? Actually, I think it just happens for all of us all the time. Wasn't Jessa saying something on a Patreon episode a while ago? But like, I swear to God, like maybe, like maybe it is dementia. And she was laughing about that. She's like, I mean, I'm only 44 years old, but like, it could be. (laughs) I was like, you know what? I feel that. And I'm only 31. (laughs) I am not even kidding you. I didn't have a quarter of the ADHD symptoms until about seven, maybe eight years ago. I didn't hardly have any, like, I mean, I had them, but they were all managed pretty well. Um, I didn't have the memory problems. I got in a car accident, had a traumatic brain injury when I was 19. Didn't have any like memory loss kind of problems or even any like actual like panic attacks from that until during that like the last that last that seven years or whatever and then like the last three years has been a whole another shit show um but I can't I can't remember things like 
I know I know them. They're in my head. They're within this brain. My retrieval system just like not great. Not great. Somebody somebody came in my brain, reorganized, made everything pretty, put it all away pretty. Um that is not how my organizational system works. Yeah. Same. I can't like, I cannot retrieve information anymore. And I can't like, if you tell me something like I can't, I don't remember, like, it's, it's weird, like new words that I learn or like, sometimes it's like spirituality related or, you know, you tell me what you did yesterday. I mean, it doesn't matter. I just, my brain, it goes right in and right out. And, and, you know, like, when you lose how you were losing your train of thought, it's so funny because that is what, like when I'm doing this podcast, I'm fucking talking to myself, you know, like I'm sitting there talking into a microphone. And then when I lose my train of thought, it's like, okay, I can't have this pause in it, you know? So I like stop recording and then go back and listen to what I was saying and then go back. Okay. That's what it was. And start recording again. It's like, it's so much harder when it's like just you, you know? but it happens all the time. <laughs> and I think part of the reason that happens to me more is because I'm trying like, cause I'll, I'll, I'll have those moments during a conversation, but I forget what I'm t- going to say more often because I am trying to focus on what I'm saying now instead of my end result, or I'm trying to focus on what you're saying right now not two minutes ago or about to say, or what I'm going to say when you're done talking, I'm trying to like focus on what's, what's going on now. I've had full conversations with somebody. Like they ask me a question. I listen, I respond in full sentences. And then they come back from wherever they go, or I come, come back from wherever I go. And I'm like, I remember I had a conversation with you. What did we talk about? Because I know it was important. <laughs> I, I know I responded. I know I listened and responded and did all the things that a normal person does. I have no idea what it was. And like, sometimes, who knows? Maybe, maybe there is something truly wrong with my brain and I just am completely losing it. I wonder Um, if like, I don't know. I wonder if you're just like being taken over by your higher self to deliver a message and it's just not your shit to know. You say the thing, you move on with your life. Have a good day. And sometimes that, go ahead. So I said, sometimes that does happen to me. Like, cause when I get up on this hot, like when I, often like well I don't do it as often as I used to but I like to get up on a high horse and give exes Jesus on like why you should or shouldn't do whatever um but when I do that like it's like nope don't remember I having that conversation with you (laughs) but evidently it needed to be happening Jessa explained on a Patreon live, like this might've been like a month or so ago. And she was talking about like the first time that she went through an ascension, like when she was right after she woke up and there wasn't very many people who were awake. So 
they couldn't really like uh how, how we communicate what's going on with us. Oh my God, that's me too. And wow. Okay. I'm not going crazy or whatever. She didn't really have that so much. She had one friend that was awake and her friend, like they, they couldn't, it's like what we're talking about now. They couldn't remember things like, you know, and she said that her friend said that our memories are going up into, she had a download, like our memories are going up into this big mirror ball that we are all a part of and we'll be able to access them later along with each other's and everything but it's not important for us to remember stuff right now you know so that's why we're all like it takes a lot of thinking to remember something and she said anyone that I know right now who is like ascending or whatever you ask them what they did last Tuesday and they're like uh you're making me think you know and that's how I feel like I totally felt that when she said that like oh my god that's I don't know what I did yesterday. Like this is actually giving me a huge, uh, I don't even know if it's a download or a thought or whatever, but it's almost like, like we, we know that we're living and playing in a game and like right now this is an ascension. And like, if you can't remember a conversation that you're having, perhaps you were saying something to somebody else as part of their game and their ascension that just isn't part of your path. You could have been opening up a mind blowing thought process or download or awakening experience for this person and not even know it because you literally don't remember what you said because it wasn't really you that was saying it and it's not your business exactly because it's not your shit to carry or you were channeling and didn't like sometimes like things hit us and then we just start like we don't even realize we're channeling like Sarah like when you and I when we do text to like text um readings like uh, photo and text readings you and I we've talked about this before where we're like I don't even know what I'm writing I go back and I reread it and go damn that was good you know like it was like that was really nice like I was in flow and it's like that was like you know like I've I've had those moments where I'm just like I'm really glad that I could like say something like that to like really just you know send a message and it's really cool because you really don't even know what is happening like you kind of like sit in the back of your head while like something else just takes over your hands and the words are flowing and everything is just being channeled like you just let go I don't even read it back whenever I like I'll if I do a reading for someone through a mess that's why I like doing it through that Mm -hmm. too because my thumbs just go and I'm just See, typing, typing, um, typing, and it's my just Virgo flowing, moon. Flowing, flowing. And I just hit send. And then when I read it back, I was like, you see, yeah, I'm like, holy shit. Like, yeah, that came out, like I needed that advice too. Like, holy shit. Yeah. That's exactly what I mean. Like I don't read through it before I send it. I'll type it all and then I'll send it and I reread it and I do the exact same thing. I'm like, oh yeah, that's really pertinent to my life as well. Like, wow, damn. And that's why I usually say that's really good. And not because I'm tooting my own horn, like good for me. I gave good advice to somebody, but like, damn, that was really good. I freaking needed that. Yeah. Cause you're channeling. Yeah, exactly. Cause you're channeling. It's like, we don't even take the credit. I didn't say it. My guides did. <laughs> and I think that's a exactly thing to like, I always say your guide mind. team is really excited. Sorry, Sarah. I just totally cut you off. You go. No, you're fine. That, I think it's really important to remember that if you read and things like that, the message a lot of times is just as much for the reader as it is for the person who's receiving it. Words mean different things. Everybody different finds each it's other like, when they need to. Yep. When you pull different cards, it means different things 
depending on the reading like it's just like that but like also like the people who come to an individual for reading it's because they're part of the same collective like that's my belief or they're just like in that place for that that moment for that reading so you're like on the same frequency on the same path let's go with path i like that one you're on the same road and you meet up at the same time and you're it might diverge from there but you are looking at the same kind of environment currently does that make sense does that resonate yes and i love it <laughs> silence okay <laughs> <laughs> i'm like oh, that was my train of thought guys uh, that was, does that was good else have anything <laughs> i like trying to think about like uh, paths and journeys and my mind is like bringing me to a forest now and i'm like i can't just talk about looking at trees right now like what is happening yeah like that's, so that's what I mean, you literally just like took me on a journey and then like left me there so I'm sorry thanks. i'm <laughs> sorry i didn't mean to do that i was I absorbing to too i was absorbed i didn't mean to leave you with the trees i just I, got I, me off with the fey it's fine <laughs> i usually try and bring people back from the trees People, sometimes I leave them there though you know what maybe I needed to be left in the trees didn't we just discuss earlier that I need rest yeah there it is thank you for leaving me in the trees is that why your um art supplies are screwy today see and that's rest? exactly what I think it is because mm -hmm. I've had two people pull cards for me that have told me that I need to take a break and I'm like I don't want to take a break I got all this new stuff and I want to try it and well didn't I tell you like the first thing after you were like hey it's not working I'm like maybe you just need to take a break today yeah you're in time out you're in time right i literally have been like put in a corner actually yeah. it was really funny because at one point today i even went to try and go and make a salad and i went to make a salad dressing from scratch and i ended up dumping the tahini oil all over me and that was like my tipping point because of course it's always the dumbest thing right like the smallest of them is the one that just makes you lose it and so at that point I'm swearing while I'm cleaning up oil all over the counter the floor myself I'm putting the tahini away I was like I'm going to bed and I just went and passed out for two hours and it was like that's it I'm like I'm done so I have a bullshit cup and every little thing that gets put in there like I mean there can be a trauma or whatever like like I'm talking about a trauma at work but um there can be a trauma and it fills up, you know, a quarter, quarter cup of that bullshit. Um, but I find that the little things that the little bullshit things that happen, they fill up that cup a lot faster. <laughs> I am just, I, I can't handle the million little things, the cut, the death by a million cuts, but you give me, give me uh, a good hard trauma or like major event thing go on. I'm like, I got this. And then I know I'm not the only one who 
kind of like can handle those bigger events seriously though like the death by a thousand cuts and honestly I don't know if for me if if I don't fare as well with the little stuff because I've had a very traumatic upbringing and so like to me like the big stuff is almost like yeah well I've had worse than that and but like the little stuff is just like such a piss off that you're like well fuck this like just fuck this (laughs) so okay I sort of had a download about this a few months ago and I shared some about it like with like periods and hormones and how this is like Hormones are a gift to release your trapped emotions, like stuck emotions. Like if you have a lot of suppressed rage, it's a great time to like, you know, rage paint or like break shit or whatever, write about it. I mean, whatever helps you release it. But when I realized that I had a lot of suppressed anger because I can go through those big things. And then when like, you know, drop a spoon on the floor and I'm like, motherfucker, you know, fucking shit or whatever. Like I really just, and so that is me taking the big events, my traumatic events that I'm actually angry about and releasing them on inanimate objects. So it's like misplaced anger, you know, like I wrote a whole download about this a while back in our group. And so like, that's why it's so good to like control, like in a controlled setting, if we can release that somehow, like, you know, the rage painting, for example, you just like get an old sheet and tie it to the wall and you just like fling paint at it. And you think about those traumatic events that, you know, you're pissed off about, or you're sad or whatever it is. And you release it while you're thinking about the thing that the anger really belongs to, you know? And then I think that if we like, you know, I haven't really gotten there yet, but like, then maybe I won't like bitch when I drop my spoon on the floor, if I direct the anger in the place that it really belongs, you know what I mean? I actually like love that so much. And I'm going to, um, I'm going to do that. I'm going to tie up a bed sheet and rage paint and, um, yes to all of it. (laughs) Use colors like red and orange and like angry, color, you know, like black and like the yeah. fire shit, you know? Oh, it'd be so good. It literally, it would just be so good. Mm-hmm. And my friend was... said, cause they have those rage rooms, but it's like $50 mm-hmm. for 10 minutes where you go and you get a sledgehammer and you like break shit. But my Seriously, friend- Seriously, it costs $10 to drive into the dump. Go and yeah. take a fucking hammer into the dump. Or you can go to like the dollar store and get like glasses that are two for a dollar and just like break that kind of shit too, if you want, you know, or old stuff. You have an old TV, take a sledgehammer to it in the driveway. Yeah, exactly. I was going to say some, oh, sorry, Sarah, you go. It's a lot more to break like a TV than you think it would. And like windows, car windows also takes a lot more force than you think it would the first four times you hit it it's like your bat's bouncing off of it <laughs> yeah that tell tempered us the glass. story <laughs> tell us the story of how you why you know it's a lot less entertaining than than you would think um, um my dad and i used we were doing iron like 
moving iron and cars are in, like a big part of that, like to sell. And so sometimes you break, break, break some windows because it was much better than breaking my dad's skull. <laughs> oh, that's cool though. So you have a chance to do some uh-huh. anger releasing shit. Oh, I would love to go break some car windows. <laughs> yeah. It's good Sarah, what I was going to say before was about um, the misdirected anger. Like that is, I feel like nail on the head, you know, like, or hammer on the head of the nail, whatever. I hate that analogy. Why I know what I you're saying. That? We all know what you know. <laughs> Who even can speak English anymore? Like, what? What even is English? <laughs> you know what else it is too, though, is that, and I just learned this recently too. Uh, we are constantly in fight or flight mode, and so that yes. is one of those things that trigger. We actually so like just talked about this yeah. in group therapy. Mm-hmm. Is that like people who have had traumatic upbringings, traumatic pasts, and you know, really, that's all of us growing up in this capitalistic society. Um, we are all in fight or flight mode, all always. I mean, they teach it to us when we're in elementary school when we're fighting for grades the hyper vigilance is deep and real i mean anybody who i mean and just anybody who grows up in this country you have to be hyper vigilant about um or in any country really just in this world right now it's just you have to be hyper vigilant about is that person being sincere even and trying to let, or, or do they have ulterior motives because people are not authentic and it makes you the, the repeat of this trauma coming up every, all the time. If you're, especially if you are somebody who was bullied as a kid or anything like that, the repeat of having to be vigilant about whether people are being sincere or not is extremely traumatizing and it's extremely difficult even as an adult and you're like trying to function as an adult and trying to make sure that people are like being sincere and telling you uh presenting you with what their actual intentions are to be your friend and be your uh or even just be an acquaintance that's nice to you and aren't just saying the things that they think you want to hear and going and and they're actually making fun of you in their head Mm -hmm. you know we learn that kind of stuff a lot like I remember when I was a kid and it was all about like don't take candy from a stranger and you know because like or the guy in the white van or you know stuff like that it's like you always had to be on alert of like am I going to get kidnapped and stuff and then even growing up like as a woman you know like we I'm not going to go walk down the street at night in the middle of the city or you know what I mean like without somebody with me or, you know, jog in the way. I mean, it's such, there's so, so yeah. Like you're constantly. <laughs> one, of the, one of the best things I ever did for my anxiety was stop watching the news. Yes, me too. Because they don't actually talk about the news anymore. They just perpetuate fear 
among a society. They don't ever spread news of good things that are happening. You don't ever hear about good things in the world anymore. It's all about how it's all doom and gloom. You might as well just give it all up and look at this bad thing that happened and this this bad thing happened too. It's like, what are we going to do to change the bad things from happening? We're sick and tired of hearing about the bad shit. Now let's do something about it. Yeah, it makes us all like on guard all the time. Scared, yeah. And they exaggerate a lot of it too. It's too much. It's too much. Yeah. And they tell 180 stories between channels. You'll go Mm -hmm. to one channel and see it told one way, flip to the next channel, and it's Mm -hmm. completely told from the 180 point of view. They figured out that we like that too, that we like the fear and the trauma stuff like that like you know we i mean it's changing now but like you know we have all been like addicted to drama or fear you know some point you know i think it's all because we were raised in it i mean a baby that was born to a mother who was on drugs is born as an addict you know like they didn't choose that And so somebody who has trauma shoved in their face every single day is undoubtedly going to be traumatized. And that feels comfortable. And that's the sad part of it is that it feels comfortable. I am more comfortable in a situation where I know I'm going to get yelled at than I am if somebody is going to actually comfort me. Because I know that. I, I understand being yelled at. I don't understand somebody comforting me. And that's, it's very sad. Uh, I'm, I'm just that, sitting here totally blown away because I myself am in a very new relationship with somebody who's completely wonderful. And I even get that too, where, you know, she'll comfort me and I'm like, is is this real? And I have to remind myself, like, I just feel it. Of course it is. But it's like, this has been one of the most authentic relationships I've been in. And so it's like comparing it to other relationships. I'm totally with you, Sarah. It's like, I would rather that my partner had yelled at me because an expression of rage is coming from an authentic place. And I know you're mad. But when you're comforting me, are you comforting me for a purpose? Are you trying to then manipulate me? Are you going to bring it back around and say, well, remember when I did that thing? The rage is just as manipulative, though. And I think that's, but of that, course, that's we're a very not... important thing to remember. That rage mm-hmm. is, was meant to manipulate you just as much, if not more, than the comfort was. 100%. And then being brought up in a society that just perpetuates rage and makes us comfortable around rage, is that then why we lean towards being comfortable being yelled at? I went through that with Terry that you were just talking about. Like when we got together, um, somebody taking care of me, like caring for me, Um, there, I had so much programming that like, I owe you something or like, um, I don't deserve this or 
whatever. And that you have ulterior motives. Like you're just doing this because you want this from me or whatever. And like, especially when I was pregnant, cause I was like sick the whole time. I mean, y'all know it was awful. I was sick every day. I barely had any energy to do anything. I sat on the couch most of the time. I had a lot of depression, you know, and I just like, like just getting up and going to the bathroom, I would be like out of breath. It was really hard. I was sick, you know? And so he did like all the grocery shopping, all the like cooking, cleaning and stuff. And I'm just like, oh my God. And I felt so guilty the whole time that I couldn't somehow like contribute to that stuff. I mean, I did when I could, you know what I mean? But I just literally was like, and, and it was like, my guides were saying like, sit down and let them take care of you. And we're going to show you like what this is like, and that it's okay, you know? And it was a huge learning lesson for me. Like I, it was very uncomfortable for a while. And that was a gift that he gave you and he was giving it without any yeah. ulterior motive. We were talking about gifts that we get. Mary has said the same thing. Obligated to use them, but we have no interest in them or we decide we, we have interest in it for a minute and then we decide we don't want to do it, but we feel obligated to pursue them just because they were gifts that wasn't given to you to make to give you work. I didn't give you, I didn't give you that to give you work. I gave you that because I thought it would be fun for you. And when it's not fun anymore, you can stop, you can put it down, you can pass it on to somebody who you think might have fun with it, whatever makes your heart happy. Yeah. And it's like, like I was saying before, I'm going to say it because it's a good thing to record that it is a block in abundance when you, when somebody gives you something and you feel guilty that you can't give them something in return, that is a block in abundance. And not only that, but you are, you are stealing the joy of that person giving you the gift because they're excited. They want to give you this gift and they, they want to make you happy they want to see you smile and here you are feeling guilty that you can't give them something in return when that's not why they gave it to you in the first place you know so it's a block in abundance and you're like stealing the joy that they could have for giving it to you know it's actually pretty incredible because I'm sure that that is the life lesson that uh, my girlfriend Mary has been teaching me her number one love language is gift giving. Um, and I don't know if she will be upset for at me for saying, probably not. She wouldn't be upset at me. But um, anyway, she she's not very good at receiving gifts. And so she would rather just receive my happiness for her giving me a gift. And so it was exactly what you were saying, Sarah, that like she would give a gift and genuinely not want anything in return. And it was so hard for me in the beginning because I was like okay well you've given me this and this and this and like she sat me down one time and she goes I do not do this with any expectations or any like list building to say well now you owe me because I've given you all of this she was like this is one of my love languages and I absolutely just love to give you gifts so please just accept them and it was one of it was just one of the most 
like, I don't know, amazing lessons, but it was hard and not hard at the same time. If anybody could have taught it to me, I'm really glad it was her. I also am a gift. Like I, I love to give people meaningful gifts. I'm the worst gift giver in that, like when a holiday comes up, when it's birthdays or Christmases or something, I ain't gonna remember it. I'll remember it the day before and the day after. I won't remember it on the day. Forget it. It's gone. Um, but if I see something and I'm like, Jess needs that. <laughs> and I have the ability to make that happen. Uh, you can bet your ass that it's going to show up on Jess's doorstep next week. <laughs> Accurate. I have on more than one occasion received random text messages going, so I bought you a package that's on its way. Just expect it in however many days. I'm like, thank you. But again, I'm like getting, I'm like, I don't know, growing this ability to remind myself like abundance in all things and that is one of the mantras that I've had for like you know a while and it's like abundance is more than money it's more than getting work it's more than you know just like having stuff it's also like flow and being able to provide somebody with a funny fucking joke just so that you can hear a funny joke later it's being able to give somebody a meal so that you can sit down and share a meal with somebody it's being able to make new friends it's being able to give somebody a gift it's being able to show somebody love and like have love given back to you in return abundance is period it's it's love and it's joy and it's happiness like you can be when you have abundance you're abundant in those things too you know that's why like wealth is is just like wealth if somebody's rich it doesn't mean they're abundant they just have a lot of freaking money that's wealth abundance is like you have the happiness the joy the peace that you're abundant in all those things you know absolutely yeah i love it Sorry abundance in all things balance in all things <laughs> And so I find as somebody who likes to give gifts, who shows my love in that way, I, I like to receive like quality time. And I don't know, like, if there's a correlation between those two, like, that's how I feel, feel love the best, you know, how does that make sense? Um, Cause I think everybody has, has a way of Absolutely. expressing I... their love for other people and then a way that they like feel it the best that doesn't mean they don't feel it otherwise. And if somebody's like, Hey, when I'm giving you gifts, that actually is like my love language. Like if somebody said that to me, I'd be like, Oh, okay, cool. Like that makes sense to me. So then anytime they give me a pin, I'm like, Oh, obviously this is your love language. You love me. Thank you so much. Um, but, but I think there is kind of a correlation between somebody who, likes to give gifts um, and who values quality time as their receiving kind of thing. I think that like there was that thing, um, I can't even remember who had done it now, um, the five love languages or something like that. But like reading through it, that there were two different like 
types, like you have two main types of um, like love, I guess. And it's like the receiving and the giving and it, they don't always line up. You might not always be somebody who has their top love language as a gift giver and also be the top um, one to receive gifts. You might be a gift giver, but then like you, Sarah, enjoy quality time. Also like Mary, quality time. She also really, well, she loves nature, but that's also quality time. <laughs> I can give her things that I find on the ground. She loves that. <laughs> and that's, I had a significant other bring me home a really cool rock one time. Uh, and this was after a conversation about how I used to collect rocks when I was little and how I like sit in a, in the, uh, playground and like, just me and my best friend would just talk and sort through rocks or like, that'd be something me and my cousin would do. Um, and how I had like a box that was just like pretty rocks, rocks that I, I thought were pretty, they weren't necessarily pretty, whatever. Um, but he brought that home with the intention of, I thought this was pretty and I wanted to share it with you. And I, that was like the most meaningful gift I've ever received in my life. Like, and it was actually giving me permission to enjoy something that I enjoyed. And that's why it was so meaningful to me because everybody else always made fun of me or like, why do you have rocks? They're dirty, you know? And now everybody's got crystals, but. <laughs> My rock collection has grown exponentially in the last couple of months. I actually just brought home two new rocks yesterday. So um, yeah, I know exactly what you mean about just collecting rocks. Um, this one had, it's like green and had like pink uh, flakes of quartz or something in it. I don't know. It was wild. And then another one, it was massive and it had quartz inserts in it. So I was like, well, that's cool. So yeah, I definitely know what you mean about bringing rocks home. <laughs> I would love to find a whole geo. Like I like, I collect rocks too and rocks from nature too. Just like whatever I think is cool, but I would love to find a whole geo and crack it open. Oh, I was just Next shown a video time. about obsidian and it was a massive boulder cracked in half and then they peeled it back and it was just this like shiny black obsidian surface. And I'm like, that was everything I needed to see today. That was perfect. <laughs> like, <laughs> They're so beautiful. Like they're just like have so many facets to them. Like uh, they look entirely different depending on their environment. They, um, you know, you can have something that's a raw stone. It looks really gnarly, ugly, whatever. And then if you polish it up, it's the most beautiful, shiny thing. It's not that it wasn't beautiful when it was raw. I personally enjoy raw things, raw, raw rocks 
uh, crystals better than I do um, polished ones, but I have probably have more polished, and I think that's probably because I like I like how they look. They're pretty, um, but I think it's it's like a lesson you can learn from rocks. Like just because you don't look like pretty it doesn't mean that it's you it might be the, your environment and also i mean like rocks and crystals are made from the same things it's like you have pretty shiny crystals or you have like beautiful dimension like multicolored, wonderful hunks of whatever type of stone you've got from Gaia you know like it all comes from the earth and it all has um beautiful different types of um powers and frequencies and stuff like I find like rocks and stones are very very grounding they're very like lower frequency I don't want to say like a lower vibration although if you're talking numbers it is a lower like hertz or whatever you would want to I don't know the terminology for it, but whatever. Um, but like, I find like crystals and stuff, when I hold them, they're always more like high pitched. Like they kind of give me this kind of feeling. And like, when you hold rocks, it's kind of like, a ooh, like it just is, I don't know. It's well, really cool. <laughs> a table is lower vibration, is a lower vibration than other things but it needs to be a lower vibration because without the lower vibration, it would lose its density and then you couldn't put the things on it. It would, wouldn't be purposeful. <laughs> so so it, having a lower vibration, not necessarily a bad thing. It depends on what your goals are, what, what you're trying to achieve at that time, whatever. Um, not that you have to achieve anything. But I think like that's important to know that, hey, uh, it's okay to be at a lower vibration sometimes because you can get things done better yeah. at a lower vibration sometimes. I, I totally see what you're saying. I mean, like we really need to get rid of that binary of good and bad and understand that like low vibration has its purpose. Um, Sarah Fournier and I were talking a few days ago, a few days, whatever, doesn't matter, about like um, sitting in the rainbow fractals, like her and I both love to have like, um, uh, I have rainbow film all over my windows and she actually makes rainbow makers that are very beautiful and you hang from your windows. And so like, it just throws like rainbow light and we were talking about sitting in the different light and allowing the light that is usually white and at one frequency come into your body at different fractal like um light I don't know angles I what is light what the heck I don't even know what I'm talking about anymore but I am I making any sense yes. yeah uh, like uh, kind of just absorbing the light <laughs> where, where like it's different, different colors yeah, at their different colors because the um, rainbow prism will split the light into their different frequencies. Well, they, yeah, like, so they're different vibrations. Like, all the colors are different vibrations, and there's only like, it's just the visible spectrum that we see. There's infinite things above and below, whatever. I'm sure 
if I'm wrong, somebody please correct me. You're going to anyway. Um, <clears throat> but we only see a, a short amount of it, but it's like, is all those vibrations at once supposed to like just the one? Well, your chakras, your chakra, chakras are different frequencies, just like the colors of the rainbow. Like your root is like the lowest and then it goes up to the crown is the highest or whatever. So I guess you're letting all that frequency, like I wonder if that does something for the chakras then. Oh, absolutely. I it do absolutely sit 100% does. Yeah. I, and I sit with the intention that the diverted light is going to do what it needs to do for all of my chakras. So when I sit in the rainbow, I'm basically doing a, um, all chakra healing, balancing intention. Um, and I usually just fall asleep afterwards. So I guess it's working. It's cause you're a cat. <laughs> I don't know oh, if you realize, but you're right. a cat. You just like to sit mm. in the sun and then take a nap. Like sit in the sun and take a nap. Bingo. <laughs> Are you a Lyran or Lear Lyran? How do you I don't even know how you say it? I, I think it's Lyran. I'm not sure either. It, <laughs> I actually I'm not a hundred percent sure. Um reading through them. I know like when I was born my incredibly white hair and blue eyes kind of gives me an indication that I could have some Pleiadian and I do feel a pull for Arcturian and Syrian as well so I probably have just lived like a bazillion lifetimes who even knows <laughs> I think it's uh at this point you don't even really know how how many we could attach to how many games we're even playing something tells me that we're playing multiple games at one time i don't know if anybody else is experiencing um losing their ever loving mind but i could be walking down the hallway or sitting on my couch or you know making a sandwich and all of a sudden i can almost hear and almost see an entirely other reality um, and then once I come back into my body, like I have a physical reaction, I have to like sit down because I'm usually lightheaded. I'm usually like getting the, the black around my eyes. Like I'm going to pass out. Um, I'll get really hot and sweaty. Like I'm having a hot flash and I'm like, okay, well, I'm only 31. I better not be going through menopause yet, <laughs> but like, it's really wild. And I don't know if anyone else is like experiencing that, but I'm having a grand time with it. Not exactly that, but uh, I don't know. I, I see the shimmers, not even shimmers. How do you describe it? How, how, how should I describe this? Actually, now that you're saying shimmer, Mary and I on a walk, both of us saw a ripple, like a shimmer in the, in our reality. And we looked at each other and both of us confirmed, like we both had seen it. And I'm like, well, at least both of us saw it because then like, you know, we both didn't just go nuts at the same time. <laughs> and the, the ripple shimmers. Um, I, I have a lot of like physical sensations of like just being shifted and it just feels like all of a sudden I'm like two inches to the left or whatever from where I was. Like I was, I'm on a conveyor belt 
thing and somebody just moved it a little bit and it just it's very discombobulating and it's very uh almost like vertigo inducing like it makes me because it it physically feels like I moved even though I didn't um timeline shift maybe I don't know that don't would know be my is, guess that's what my jumping guess. timelines <laughs> and it's interesting that it's a physical sensation um and it's never never when I'm doing anything of any kind of significance, of course. Isn't that but... the 7D download, though? Or is that 60? The Earth one. The Earth download. So, like, if if the Earth has that big download, like, our bodies, too. And we know now that, like, our bodies are becoming more and more sensitive. And that, you know, the wildest thing ever. We've all been chasing this magic, like... Oh, like outside of us and it turns out that us in our human bodies are like the most magical thing that there is and now that we're being asked to turn inward and focus on our bodies we're all becoming more aware about how things feel in and around our bodies in everything in the food that we eat the water that we're drinking the air that we're breathing the clothes that we're wearing the shampoos that we're you know using the lotions that we're using. I mean, I myself, like I had to change my entire diet. I went vegan and then I became allergic to 12 foods. It's like, okay, I see. I'll give up the gluten too. My God, but could I keep pineapple? (laughs) And I have that with my mine's more of a skin thing like I I my skin gets very irritated with a lot of different fragrance stuff or um like I have scalp issues too so like I have to like use very clean or else very chemical um shampoo and conditioner I also have curly hair so I have to condition the heck out of it otherwise it looks like a rat's nest um too bad there isn't a way for you and I to just like mold some of our hair because if I use any more than a dollar sized like a loony sized dollop in my hand I look like I didn't even have a shower like had the shower you know like I actually had to start going and like using no conditioner in between. Like I'll go, um, I won't shampoo every shampoo and condition every single time I have a shower because my hair, again, it just is so fine. And I have so much of it that if I do that, I'm just a greasy mess. (laughs) So I'll usually shower every other or I'll shampoo every other time I shower. Did that? I can't even speak English anymore. I understand. This is where we're at. English is. (laughs) It's non-existent (laughs) anymore. We are supposed to be telepathic, and I'm just gonna shoot met like images to (laughs) y'all. Exactly. Exactly. I would like it much better. Um, Memes. I have send me mind memes. I have been sending mental memos to people for the last 15 years. If more people would actually receive them, that would be swell. Um, some people do like 
receive my mental mess. Like, will you get me toast? But not with like I want cinnamon oh, sugar that toast. Happened. But not not with not with not with butter and cinnamon and sugar. No, I have to have the cream cheese. And also I want this to drink. Will you just bring me those things? I'm too tired to do it. You know, that actually started yeah. happening when we went into lockdown and first started like, I don't know. I don't know when y'all like, well, I don't remember the exact dates when y'all had your brand awakening, but like basically I found Jess's podcast in January, 2020. And then like had my big awakening explosion and, um, God, I totally forget where I was going with this story. What the hell? Toast no it's no? completely gone i guess it you weren't talking not. about telepathic telepathic toast telepathic toast oh my god actually no that actually helped me thank you um i was gonna say like i started realizing that like tele like telepathy was coming online and that i had to be careful of projecting and projecting thoughts and projecting emotions and the way that i was taught that lesson about projecting was when i would think about um a certain type of food if i was having a craving especially like <laughs> changing my diet was hard so like you know if i was like i want a fucking pizza no doubt the person living upstairs, my friend Brody, she literally would come home that day and she'd be like, I don't want to cook. You want to get pizza? God damn it. Absolutely. God damn it. <laughs> I'm like, yes, I do. Yes, I do want to get pizza. <laughs> you made it accessible. <laughs> That's the hardest part is if it's accessible, um, I'm probably going to choose that dietary option um going to the grocery store less accessible than um going through the drive through <laughs> see and i actually think that um that's why i just became allergic to all the things because i literally cannot eat them now with good conscience I was like, okay, well, I'm vegan, but like, I can still eat the thing if I want the thing. And then I had an allergy test done and it turns out I'm actually allergic to beef and I'm actually allergic to milk. And I'm like, well, God damn it. And then the one other thing that I was refusing to give up was like wheat pasta. And I don't even know why, because the gluten-free stuff tastes so good. But it's like, then I was allergic to wheat, barley and rye. So it's like, okay, well now I know that like, I cannot eat the food. Like I can't sneak it because before I was choosing not to eat it because I wanted to be healthy but now it's like I literally can't choose those foods to treat myself because I'm not treating myself I'm making myself sick dude you think gluten-free tastes good <laughs> <laughs> you know what if it's like I'm shocked <laughs> So if it's done right, it can be. Sarah, I, I don't know what kind of um, accessibility y'all have down there, but like there's one up here that is a quinoa, um, white, brown rice uh, with 
oh I can't remember what the fourth one is it's a four mix and it makes it so that it does oh it's corn that's what it is that it has a nice texture to it without it falling apart without it getting gummy without it like turning to mush so it will hold its shape it has a really good flavor because it's corn and rice <laughs> and quinoa and so it's like yeah it just tastes really good I enjoy it you really okay, have well, to that like sounds good it's a whole learning curve on how to oh, like is it cook ever? cook and to uh, re-spice free noodles like you have to like half boil like the ones that I have accessible are more like brown rice noodles mostly so like you have to like half boil them and then like drain them and rinse them otherwise it gets all super sticky and starchy and then like refill that pot with water and like boil them the rest of the way otherwise it sounds more complicated than it actually is it doesn't actually end up taking any more time than like your normal macaroni noodles would but oh my god that's why our macaroni noodles were nasty then because we tried a box of annie's gluten-free mac and cheese me and terry did and we threw it away we were like this is gross yeah and, and the noodles were like mushy and oh and I was that's like, okay, yeah that's nasty <laughs> yeah yeah I would definitely never I wouldn't do that um the brand that's up here I, I think it's called Catelli and um it's like I don't know yeah they're they're pretty good um Annie's is good um morning quinoa yeah they just you know uh, like I said, you have to like learn how to and like making bread that's gluten free. You have to like it's a whole thing. Like it's not just throw the flour. Oh, it in. is. No, you have to put no. Rice you, flour you have to buy potato four flour. different yeah. types of flour. Yep, <laughs> four so different just, types of flour. <laughs> Minimum. You you have to get like the like right balance of all of them. Otherwise, it's all gross. Um, and some of them are fluffier than others some of them are pastier and heavier than others it's so like by molding them together like sorghum arrowroot and brown rice flour those three together are actually pretty good and if you throw them in a blender like yeah it does pretty it does pretty good because like the blender and then like you just um don't obviously add any um liquid to it you just incorporate the the flour but the blender will throw air into the flour mixture too so then it makes it even fluffier and it yeah but it really is all about experimenting researching doing all of that kind of stuff and um your palate is going to change I definitely lean more towards super spicy food than I do salty food now so that's uh, fantastic <laughs> it's a whole level of chemistry that like you don't even know exists until you start trying to cook with different things i'm gonna have to experiment then because i'm um it's a lot like and the gluten-free to buy gluten-free stuff in the grocery store like if you want a gluten-free pizza it's ten dollars versus a regular one of the same brand is five six you know what i mean like it's it's like twice as much to, so it's expensive Some, and sometimes it is if you check out the brands and stuff like that some br like some brands just make gluten-free stuff but it's like 
No, I do not. Like, it's cool that you specialize in that, but I don't want to pay 10 yeah. bucks for a package of tortilla shells. Yeah. See, and, and for myself, I just took that opportunity to realize that, like, I'm going to have to make more of my food. And so I really like, even on the lazy days, I turn to rice so that I can throw it in a pot <laughs> or like I, I'll cut up a sweet potato and throw a bunch of things in a pan and just make like a sweet potato hash. <laughs> There's a couple restaurants around here. There's an Italian restaurant that has gluten-free options for everything. So they have gluten-free pasta, like spaghetti, and they have gluten-free buns for their sandwiches, and they have gluten-free pizza crust, and like not everything has a gluten-free option, but most things have a gluten-free option. And then like there's another place that has gluten-free crust for, their, it's a pizza place, they have gluten-free crust for their pizzas. And then they have like really freaking amazing nachos and toward like corn corn chips are, are gluten-free thank god <laughs> oh my god i need a restaurant like that then i was like now you know now i'm good and hungry and it's uh 20 to 6 and i haven't had dinner yet and so i think i'm gonna say that i love y'all and um i'm gonna pop too. off <laughs> yeah uh, i do and more silence.